Hey everybody and welcome back to the Side Quest Podcast. I'm BJ. I'm Luke. And today is the uh, the voting episode for the Game Awards. If you remember, our fifth episode was the first time we did this. And uh, it was also the first episode where we actually had a cohesive structure. So we're glad to be back to this. Yeah, we, we, did a, we, we just finished up recording our, our one year anniversary. Um, and we, we went back to the OG, which was just kind of ramble and see what happens. Uh, but we're back with a list. Yep. And if this is anything like last year, it's going to be a long one. Indeed. But uh, let's go through it. Do you want to start immediately or how you want to work this out? Uh, well, before we get started, I'll just let everybody know, if you want to vote for any of these categories, go to thegameawards.com, and then right on the front page, there's a section that lets you vote. It takes you to a very convenient page where you can vote for each category, and then just hit next to go on to the next one, which is very nice. Last year, we were kind of struggling, getting lost through the list. So for people like us, it's really nice. Um, and go vote for the games that you love, and don't vote for Deathloop, which is probably going to get bought to be Game of the Year this year. Um, yeah, I'm kind of eh about it. Yeah, it's going to be The Last of Us 2 again. Uh, but Probably. for Game of the Year this year, our nominees are Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village, which is a surprisingly good lineup. I didn't expect that much good stuff on there because I forgot a lot of these came out this year. <laughs> what are you thinking so far? Metroid Dread. I think it, I that that's a lot for me, mm-hmm. because of what that means. I don't like this style of game. Right. This game's fucking great. I agree. So like, I would go that. I haven't played X Takes Two. Yep. It, fuck. It takes two, but uh, I've heard great things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly didn't think it'd get nominated for Game of the Year. Which I didn't either. That was the biggest surprise on this list for me. Uh, Death Loop. I mean, yeah, it's good, but I don't know if I'd say Game of the Year. It's good, but it's not as good as Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> Resident Evil 8, though. Yeah, uh, that, that's I, the only thing giving me pause right now. Resident Evil 8, I could see it. I could see it winning. But honestly, there's really, besides Deathloop, there's really nothing on here that I would hate winning. Like, Deathloop, just because, like... All right, I guess. Yeah, I but like I everything here. Agree. Like Ra- Psychonauts two and Ratchet, especially, I think deserve a I lot. I would be of really happy to see them win. Yeah, uh, my personal vote though is Metroid, but I I think I'm gonna go with that too. Resident Evil Village, I had a great time with, but saw honestly one of the best horror games in recent years. hundred percent. Very excited for uh, both Dead Space and uh, the other Paradox, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. From the Dead Space devs, they're doing a new game, so those I'm very excited for. But yeah, I really hope the uh, the new Resident Evil movie is good too. Doubtful, but you know, <laughs> it All looks right. like a CW thing. So game of the year, Metroid Dread from both of us. Yep. Vote submitted. All right. Up next, best game direction. Uh, nominees: Death Loop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts Two, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I've played everything in this list, and for game direction, honestly, for me, probably Psychonauts are. Uh, well, I haven't played Dick Takes Two, sorry, uh, but Sci- probably Psychonauts. Well, I mean, or... you, for for this category specifically, I think you don't have to play them; you just have to understand the concept of what they're going for. And for that, I think it takes two is a, a game that comes few and far between, very 
exclusively focused on co-op and the message of like fixing a marriage that I think that is what my vote is going to be as it takes to. I'm, I'm probably struggling between Psychonauts 2 and Ratchet and Clank. Right. Because I really loved Rift Apart. I think it nailed what it was doing. I, it's not the best game. I would say the first Ratchet, like the reboot in mm-hmm. 2018 is better. But yeah, I, I'm going to give it to Psychonauts 2. I think Psychonauts 2 just everything from its world to the characters to just it nails the tone it nails its goofiness all the enemy names and everything like that game is nothing was left as like an afterthought everything was meticulously crafted for that game i think it nails its direction of like you're going in to get a zany weird fun tim schafer adventure you got a zany weird fun tim schafer adventure right and everything like i love raz's entire like character arc in the game like i love his past they show off um you get to see more of the psychonauts just everything about that game i think nails it for its direction yeah but that's again me but I'm going Psychonauts 2. I am going to go with It Takes 2 on this one. Okay. But, I mean, and to be fair, everything else, Deathloop, I think, also could win this easily. Its direction being, like, the whole time loop thing, Mm -hmm. I think nails that. It's goofy and fun, but also it's a really good FPS, too. So See, that, to me, is why I didn't pick it, is because Returnal is the same shit. (laughs) I guess, yeah. Well, Returnal is more of a roguelike than it is an FPS. So, like, Returnal, I would put more in line with, like, Metroid than I would Deathloop. Right. So, but, yeah, I can see what you mean. All right, next up, we have Best Narrative. Um, to me, this is kind of a weak list. You got Deathloop. This, Deathloop is going to fucking win every one of these categories, and I'm already pissed off about it. Yeah, I, it's like, Deathloop is a good 8 out of 10 game. I don't think it deserves all these awards. Yeah, uh, but besides Deathloop, we got It Takes Two, Life is Strange, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. I'm going to be real. I've played a total of three games on this list, and it's Psychonauts, Guardians, and Deathloop. And I'm a, I'm a, I haven't even finished Guardians, but I'm going to be real. I love its narrative. I'm glad to hear I really that. love its narrative. It's it's fun. It's comic booky. Like and it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's very much like we're a comic book. We get it. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some cool shit. And they have some comic book shit where they're like, "Oh, there's celestials. We're going to deal with the fucking infinity stones. There's a Thanos boss battle." Ooh. Now, I think I don't know if that's a secret boss or not, but I can see in that there. being a secret and boss. And I'm like, "Hell yeah." They they fully knew their comic book stuff. And then it's such an 80s tinged like like it's very nostalgic like Stranger Things is nostalgic mm. because the soundtrack is all 80s shit and so if you play the game with licensed music on it's just fun like it comes out of his fucking player he's got on him and it's just some fun shit dude it's so good so nice. I, I think narrative would go to Guardians for me Psychonauts is great I just gushed about it too there is something about Guardians <laughs> I, I just, every time I play it, I am so in love with the, the story and characters and the world. So I, I really want to give it to Guardians. I have experience with two of these games exactly, and they're different experiences. Um, I have seen so much of Deathloop. I've seen pretty much every fucking voice line in the first, like, five, ten hours of the fucking game. 
I've exhausted every piece of content that they put out, even forced into my mouth. Um, but I've actually played Life is Strange. Uh, how, how did you like it? I I really enjoyed it. I never played Life is Strange, either of the, uh, the ones that came before. Well, there's a fucking ton of them. And there's... there's- Life is Strange, Before the Storm, 2, technically that Captain Kid game or whatever, the free thing. And then, uh, I guess you want to count, tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache, (laughs) tell me why. (laughs) But yeah. Still the best Brooklyn Nine-Nine bit ever. (laughs) But like, I, I was really drawn into this game. I, um, I hung out with Devony and Paul that day to go to the Pride thing, and then Paul picked up the game on his xbox when we got back and started playing through it the characters in that game are written like real people <clears throat> oh so they're not written like shitty tumblr-esque kind of yes people? okay good like even the guy that is a massive cunt in the town it's made very clear from the beginning that oh he has a lot of like internal struggle and self-confidence issues and everything and that's what makes him act this way so like the even the dialogue is like a real conversation. So I think I'm going to have to give narrative to that just because the writing is just so good. I'm going for Guardians for that one. Dope. I, I man, I've had so much fun. Peter, like Pete, like Peter's, one of the best things about a narrative, right, is its characters. Mm-hmm. And to me, they have nailed what we now think of the Guardians. Obviously, James Gunn changed what we all think of the Guardians. But they have been the closest that have come up since. Like, the, there's the Guardians of the Galaxy animated show that was on Disney XD. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guardians Telltale series. This one is able to kind of get what James Gunn was going for, which was the camaraderie. Right. With it also not being MCU. And I really like it. The every time, like Rocket and, and Peter's relationship, at least, and at least the way that I'm doing it, because you get to choose. There's more of the narrative bonuses, is more kind of rivalry, mm-hmm. and it fucking fits. And then like every time, like I, I've chosen the options because I'm making my Peter Quill a giant Gamora simp. So anytime she says let's do something, immediate, yeah, 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 absolutely. yes, queen, yes, yeah. So, dude, the characters are solid in this game, and I the story. This, the actual story is, like, pretty good. It's, like, okay. I'd say the story itself is, like, a 6 out of 10. It's very mid. But then you put, inject it with these characters, and it, like, raises it higher. From a from a full, just, like, quantity standpoint on narrative, I think Guardians definitely deserves it. Because, like, what, what they do with uh, Guardians, to me, is pretty much, the clo- like I said, the closest we've gotten from movie to game without it being a direct movie game right but they've they've nailed that tone and i'm like good this is great so glad to hear that up next best art direction nominees are the artful escape death loop kenna bridge of spirits ratchet and clank rift apart and psychonauts 2 i have an immediate answer for this one i haven't played any of these but i've seen a ton of trailers for bridge of spirits and that shit looks tight as fuck. I'm giving it to that. Artful Escape, hands down. That shit is so fucking good. I don't think I've seen it's, anything it's on that, that one. If you've seen that thing of it's the guy who just kind of plays the guitar, a little side scroll. If you watch the trailer, it goes from that to him on a fucking unicorn slamming his electric guitar with lights going. I'm going to show you that shit. Go ahead and vote for Kenna, but like Artful Escape is literally like, just like what if we just like the craziest shit? Mm-hmm. For, and it nails it. I would say, yeah, Kenna, though, also looks very beautiful as a, as a game. I, th- I think 
Either the Artful Escape or Psychonauts 2 is where I'm going, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the Artful Escape. So there's been reasonable doubt on lists before this, but why is Deathloop on Art Direction? It, and why is it gonna win? Because it's an arcane game and they're kinda weird and wacky. <coughs> you played Dishonored. It looks like real life, but slightly different. Isn't that wacky? You're really not going to enjoy this fucking Game Awards, are you? No. I'm going to love the commercials, yeah. as usual. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you think there's going to be any Persona news? I really hope so. Dude. We have a precedent for that, so yeah. if they wanted to show, like, a Persona 6 teaser at the Game Awards... No, no, just show perso- the breakout Persona, like, have it go. Dude. Yeah. That would be huge. So, the next one, uh, I have... I Man, I'm... I'm I, I, I don't know what to pick. Oh, uh, ooh, this is this is hard. This one's the hardest one so far. Best score and music. So, okay. I want to I name these off. And I want to give my opinion on each one. Because, again, oh, I've played man. all these. Artful Escape, again, it is very music-driven. The main character, obviously, is a guitar player. It's, it's, really, it's a really nice indie game. If you haven't played it, recommend it. I think it's on Game Pass. If not, it's pretty cheap. But the music is one of the selling points. Right. Cyberpunk. Of anything that worked in that game, one of them is the fucking soundtrack. Yeah. Not just the the fucking, you know, licensed music, but just the general sound, like any of the battle the ambiance. themes, the ambience of the city, and like, dude, it nails it. The open, like the theme, like when you open the, the game up, mm-hmm. that guitar. Yes. Oh, like cyberpunk nails what I, what I feel like what cyberpunk sounds like. Mm-hmm. To a T. Deathloop's here again. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there. I mean, and I okay. I I do think its music and score is really good. Yeah, I, not so far of the three we've said. It is last. Yeah, by far the weakest of the three. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy literally is eighty shit. Yeah. It has a tone and it's rock and roll, like kind of a little bit punk, mm-hmm. a lot of like just that '80s hair metal style. Like, oh, it's it's it nails that tone. It's Star Lord's favorite music, and then space. Yeah. So like, I think it does good. And then, fucking near replicant, just there. Yeah. Now I will say, Automata's score is still better. I, I agree. But man, replicants. But replicants really, good. really fucking good. I dude, I have no fucking clue what to pick. I'm gonna be completely I, honest. My I feel like my limbs are being torn off by two different horses, and one of the horses is cyberpunk, and the other is near. near. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I can give it to Guardians. Just like yes, it's all licensed music, but like it still I think does pretty well with it. Right. Cyberpunk blends both licensed and like original. And I mean, even their licensed stuff was written for that world. Okay, I'm. A, I, Honestly, I think I'm going to pick Cyberpunk because remember when you played as Johnny and the violin yeah. shit when you're going in? Do you remember that shit? Yeah. Oh, I, I, what a, like anytime I played as Johnny and that, that violin for the Rebel Path played, I was like, ooh. I'm, I'm ooh. picking Cyberpunk. I listen to No Save Point every single oh, dude, day. <laughs> dude, it had, yeah, okay. Dude, oh, yeah, if, if anything Cyberpunk got right, it was its soundtrack and score. Yeah. Whoever was in charge of that deserves the fucking raise. 100%. Oh my gosh. All right. Oh, I know, I know, I know what I'm picking for this one. Best audio design, which is, you know, the ambience, the, uh, the sounds, atmosphere. We got uh, Deathloop, Shocker, 
Forza Horizon 5, which does a lot with its audio mm-hmm. and visuals. Like, they they go above and beyond making those cars feel and sound as accurate to real world as possible. So that is a very good contender. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, Resi. Yes, Village is mm. my number one vote mm. for this. Uh like you can just walk around and get scared by hearing leaves crunching and shit in that game. Um, and then we have Returnal, which I know nothing about. Returnal about the same as Resident Evil, but to a lesser extent, because Returnal, like Resident Evil is first person, and then the audio design is meant to terrify you in first person. Um, Returnal has a lot of the particle effects and a lot of the sounds that go with that. Like they, it's a very good, I think it's very well made in the sound design department. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably hit Resident Evil or Forza. Those yeah. are the two that I'm. I'm like, yeah, this nails it. And yeah, I Forza. In they've nailed this since, like, I want to say Horizon Two, and have just gotten better at it, even with the motorsports. And that's a whole different studio. Yeah, this motorsport. But they Forza games have nailed the sound of racing and the world around them. It's so like when you're driving through certain areas, it like the tire chain like the tires sound different on this track versus this track and then when you go through the water and forza horizon 5 is just insane yeah with like everything about horizon 5 is nailing its presentation and one of those is audio design but and i kind of feel bad just going for resident evil because horror games just kind of cheat that that is true but like village was really good i'm thinking about the voice acting the like a lot of that even when you meet the old woman for the first time and you can clearly tell she's insane that scared me the birds flying around with a little bit of an echo the babbling brooks you find in that game like there's there's a lot and i have to choose resi yeah i'll go with that forza being a very close runner-up for that one 100 percent. i could see that one winning actually yeah up next best performance so here we have erica mori is alex chen from life is strange Giancarlo Esposito is Anton Costello. Honestly, I'm going to be real. I want that to win. Uh, Jason yeah. Kelly is Colt. Uh, Maggie Robertson as... Uh, Robertson? Yeah, Robertson as Lady Dimitris. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on, Giancarlo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... Uh, mm, and then... Uh, I, I'm I'm so sorry for ruining your name, but Ozomia, Oz, Ozioma... Akaga. Akaga as Juliana Blake. So both the Deathloop main actors, and they both did a phenomenal job, by the way. Yeah. They they nailed it. I think uh, Juliana is such a fun antagonist. Uh, and then Colt is the fucking most hilarious protagonist. The first thing you do when you wake up is vomit, and he's like, oh, shit, another one of those nights. And he looks up and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> the first line, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this guy. Nails it. Um, I haven't played The Life is Strange, so you can attest to, to Alex. Um, or Erica, sorry. A lot of it from the bit that I played is very good. She does a great job at emoting because you have to in a game that's all about emotions. But um, you can really hear like restraint in the character's voice when she's talking about like a a sore subject or something like that. So I think she definitely deserves it if she wins. Um, Honestly, I'm going to be real. They all deserve it. Like, this whole list is nothing but bangers. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, we're going to clown on Deathloop a lot, but, like, it is a good game, mm-hmm. and it definitely deserves some awards. It's just, it's the it's the one that got all the fucking nominations. Yeah. Um, but they all deserve it. I'm going to be real. John Carlos got so much of a, a like, 
fucking crutch on this one because god dang it does he play a villain really well i don't know if i brought this up on the podcast before but i met him oh fucking what i met him in real life at a convention and he's the scariest motherfucker i've ever (laughs) laid eyes on Taking a picture with him was the scariest shit I've ever been through. Well, like, he's, like, apparently just some super nice dude, like, too. But then, like, yeah, he gets in those roles, and it's like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know, bro. It's, ooh, I have no fucking clue. This is actually the hard, a hard one for me. I I want to go Maggie, but I also really want to give it to Jason. Because, like, god dang it, Colt, like, Colt was so fun. I, I will as a say, protagonist. I... I don't think I'm going to vote for Maggie just because Lady Dimitrescu didn't have a huge role and you don't get a lot of emotion out of her. But thank you for some of the greatest whacking off sessions I've ever had. <laughs> that's that's a reward enough. If you ever hear this, please call me. <laughs> there you go, Maggie. You won some award. I feel like she knows the the level of impact she yeah, has on the internet. She's probably had to move out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, she she was cool with it because the IGN and all these other people got her to like say shit in Lady Dimitrescu's mm. voice. So that's cool. Um, I feel like she I, I she has a good chance of winning honestly because of the memes alone. Yeah, I'm gonna be real. I think this is gonna go between Giancarlo Esposito or Maggie Robertson. I think those are the two that are probably gonna win it. I agree. Um, I would be super cool if Jason Kelly wins. I again, I'm gonna clown on Deathloop a lot. Colt's a fucking great main character. Yeah, the uh, holy the voice shit. work in that game has been my favorite part of all the, uh, Colt, the trailers. And Colt everything. is fucking funny, and so is Juliana. Don't get me wrong, but playing as Colt and having to deal with this motherfucker's thoughts, mm-hmm. and then like you have the words where it's like, "Hey, I'm you from a future loop," and it's like. Oh, what, what's this button do? And literally the words say, press it, motherfucker. And I'm like, <laughs> God, I in, I in my head, I'm imagining it in Colt's voice. And I think that nails what he does as a voice actor. Yeah. When you're like, oh, you can imagine what he's saying now because he's he's ingrained himself in your head. I, I Dude, I either Giancarlo or Jason has got my vote. I don't know which one to pick yet. I am going to say Giancarlo because just as an actor, he's had a, a bigger influence on me throughout my life. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to hit Jason Kelly cuz god dang it Colt's that, fun. <laughs> that is a very solid choice. Colt, Colt is very fun. Like, yeah, I I fucking love Colt's entire the entire game when I played Deathloop. Yeah, so. I, it's just hard to hate a voice actor. Well, yeah, and like it, in in the long run hating a voice actor I probably never do unless they're actually just shit. But like a lot of times any of those problems to come from the voice director. That's true. They that tend the direction ruins a lot of things. Cuz you have like great voice actors like a lot of the persona 5 voice actors are phenomenal mm-hmm. but i've heard them in other things and i went ooh, ooh yikes yeah direction and, is very important yeah and i yeah i i think shout out to the director of all these games because they nailed these characters and got got the right actors for them all right uh the next one is the games for impact this is I, if i remember this is like just you know like the good these are have a message and things like that yeah um, I have I have not played any of these, so I I don't know. I'll probably just vote for Life is Strange, but I don't think Boyfriend Dungeon, like I don't see that having a huge message. Didn't, didn't it get from like the trailer? Well, didn't it get like a shit ton of controversy too? I I don't know. I didn't see the controversy, okay, the, but I remember seeing it and thinking this is weird. Before so the nominees are Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, uh, 
Chikori a colorful tale, no longer home in Life is Strange True Colors. I'm probably going to give it to Life is Strange. Yeah, I... I haven't played any of the other ones, and uh, which sucks. I want to play more, but, like, I'm fucking busy, but, like... That whole game is about mental health and empathy, so it's it's hard for me not to choose that, having the most experience with it, so I'm going Life is Strange, too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, check all these games out, by the way. Like, just because just we gloss over some doesn't mean they're not good. Yeah, these are obviously our opinions and our experiences. We're mostly just idiots yeah. that only play flashy fun time games yeah so <laughs> so like when when sometimes these games like i again i i love life is strange too yeah and i i if that was on this list that'd be my immediate go so that's why i'm another reason why i'm giving it to true colors mm-hmm. so like yeah i think i want to play these other games and see what they're about but uh you know I, I don't really have time to play all of these games but this one i yeah i think life is strange hits it hell yeah Next up, we have best ongoing game. I have an immediate answer to this one. <laughs> yeah, I I think I do too, and it's a game that I do not play. Yeah, it's a game I've played a little bit. Uh, it's Apex Legends, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Call of Duty Warzone. So you're, will, you're voting fourteen, right? Obviously. Yep. Okay. I'll preface what I'm going to say with saying that all these games are good. They can be enjoyed by pretty much anyone. But Final Fantasy XIV broke MMO culture. <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV launched, was shit on, completely shit on. They kind of got better. And then Yoshi P was like, you know what? Let's just start over. And Square Enix was like, no, no, we can't do that. He's like, no, 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 no. Watch this. Has a world-ending catastrophe end the game. And then... When it comes back open as a Realm Reborn, if you import your character from that old one, you start the game as one of the Warriors of Light of old. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, you were there before. And if you start the game new, it's just like, oh, you're just a, you're like a guy. Yeah. But like your character can import and then it, it made like the world reacted to that. And not only that, a Realm Reborn was great on launch. And each update, at least again from the outsider's perspective, watching the updates come out, better and better and better and then Shadowbringers happened <coughs> and Shadowbringers onward just seemed to be like fucking insane to the point where now it is it is arguably one of the most influential MMOs it's kicked ass it's fucking taken World of Warcraft veterans away let me ask you this listeners have you ever heard of servers being full because that is what Final Fantasy did. They had to make more servers because they literally ran out of room on every you one of them. Couldn't play the game because there were so many people playing the game. <laughs> like it was so insane, like that. And let's talk about the others. Obviously, Fortnite we gushed about it on the last podcast. We both love it. It's fun. They just had the Naruto collab, so that the fact that Fortnite has survived this long stands on its own call of duty Warzone. obviously it's fun um i guarantee you we all of our friends are probably gonna go with genshin for this one i know two of them that will yep um and sure <laughs> genshin is able to keep it going like they're 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 keeping quality too to a free-to-play game true it's insane but like apex as well uh being the titanfall devs i think they nail it as well yeah but i'm gonna be real final fantasy 14 has just become a cultural impact that these other games haven't yeah that's well, fortnite has but you know what i mean that's what i'm saying these games are all good but final fantasy is transcendent 
Yeah. And that's not just us talking as Final Fantasy nerds. Because I've never either. played this fucking game, so I, take I, that to the bank. I have played only the A Realm Reborn content. I haven't even played the shit that they consider the best content, which is uh, Shadowbringers. Yeah. Everything, but seeing Asmongold, who's a giant w- w- WoW streamer, say, fuck it, I'm going to start playing 14, mm-hmm. was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. So yeah, Final 14's got that one. 100%. Best indie. We have 12 Minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kino Bridge of Spirits, and Loop Hero. I remember when Loop Hero came out, everybody freaked the fuck out about it. Really? Yeah, same with Death Store. People really liked it. And then 12 Minutes was like William Defoe, Daisy Ridley, and uh, 12 Minutes apparently got like, was like kind of mid on release. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to give it to Loop Hero because I remember when that came out, the people who played it could not shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Like every podcast I listened to was like, y'all play more Loop Hero. Oh shit. It's That's good. the new Hades, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like it was like that shit where I'm like, holy fuck, is this great? And apparently it's just phenomenal. Again, I have only played 12 minutes on this list. <laughs> so there's that. But like I've heard more about Loop Hero than I have any of the other ones in the general internet zeitgeist. Yeah, I, I'm i going to give it to 12 minutes because the concept of it is really intriguing to me. And it's just my kind of game. Um, and out of the five here, that's the one that I'm jonesing to play the most. So it's going to 12 minutes for me. Yeah. All right. Fucking wow. Uh, best mobile game presented by Verizon. Uh, Fantasian by Mistwalker, which I have played. Genshin Impact. League of Legends Wild Rift. Didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. Pokemon Unite. Fuck Pokemon Unite. All my homies hate Pokemon <laughs> Unite. And Marvel Future Revolution. I haven't played that, so I can't speak on that one. Me either, but fuck, fuck Pokemon Unite. <laughs> yeah. I'm, That's I'm, all I can say. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in that one. Fuck that game. Uh, Fantasian's fucking great. If you are a fan of old school Final Fantasy type games and you have Apple Arcade, fucking play it. I beat that game and was like legitimately sitting there going, is this old school Final Fantasy? Is this art? <laughs> like, no, like I got that vibe of like playing like Final Fantasy 4 on my PSP. Mm. I was like, oh shit. And I was playing on that backbone controller for my phone. But I was like, fuck, this is kind of cool. And like, it's by the original Final Fantasy creator. So, like, it's his studio. These guys did Lost Odyssey on the 360, which is also a very good RPG you should go play. But, like, they, they know, this guy knows RPGs. He's the father of the arguably the most influential RPG of all time. Yeah. I would give it to Fantasian. I'm, I don't know anything about it, so I'm going with Genshin just for the homies. <laughs> you got to give Genshin one, one vote. Yeah. Best community support. Apex, Destiny 2. Nope. Final Fantasy 14 Online, Fortnite, nope. and No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky or Final Fantasy get this one for me. Yeah, No Man's Sky has done a lot to dig themselves out of a hole, and it's now become what they said it would be, which is a rare thing for games. So I think the, I'm going to go the with fact that, that The fact that now you can sit there and say No Man's Sky and it's not immediately followed by you. Yeah. Solid. Uh, and then obviously we just talked about how fucking great 14 has been about answering things and, and doing updates and shit. So 
I'm going to go No Man's Sky for this one, but 14, close second. Yeah, I, I think I'm going No Man's Sky, too. Um, Des- Destiny 2, I have not heard shit about it. Like, Yeah, I haven't heard about Destiny in a while. <laughs> All right, Innovation and Accessibility, presented by Chevrolet. Um, Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, R- Ratchet Clank Rift Apart, The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. I've not played that last one. I haven't even heard of that one. Um, Ubisoft tends to get a lot of my support for this because, like, the first thing that you do when you open the game mm-hmm. is set your accessibility options. So, I'd like, hey, do you want tech? Do you want the if you roll over any text, do you want it to be read out loud to you? If you like, what's the you know all of the like? Do you want to have to hold down a button or just toggle it? Do you want like? There's so much. Like, I remember when Assassin's Creed Valhalla came out, and we talked about it last time. Um, about like yeah the accessibility options in that game were fucking insane mm-hmm. and Far Cry 6 same deal like the amount of accessibility options in those games are insanely detailed in, in what you can do and I guarantee you if you really mess around with those you can make the game feel so different than what it's like meant to be played or anything like that yeah. so I also I liked booting up Far Cry 6 for the first time and hearing that the um, the text to speech was the default just for people that you know are starting it up and have a little time struggling through the menus so i think i'm going with far cry Forza Horizon five has some good ones too um i think especially for a racing game guardians has them i wouldn't honestly give it to guardians though because while they are there there's a lot of accessibility options i maybe it's just because again i'm i don't need i want to put this out there before we preface this i don't think either of us need accessibility in games yeah. So what we would consider good accessibility might not be good accessibility. So this is obviously from two people who don't need these. Right. Kind of just saying what we think. But Yeah. But even from that point of view, I can see all the things that Ubisoft is trying to do for the people that need it. And that's what influences my vote here. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Far Cry 6 for that one. Uh, best VR AR game. I've not played any of these. Hitman 3, Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, Sniper Elite VR, and Resident Evil 4 VR. So, I haven't played Hitman, I Expect You to Die, or Lone Echo, but I know Sniper Elite is pretty beefy, and Resident Evil 4 made me think, oh my god, I'm so glad I bought an Oculus when I did. Um, They rebuilt that game from the ground up just to make it VR compatible, reloading your it somehow still feels the same the same ui is integrated with the uh the little wheel with your health and you know your bullets and everything um so i'm gonna go with that one because i feel like it took the most work and it was the one that i was most excited for i'll uh, i'll go with your 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 reaction to this because yeah I, I don't know i didn't play any of these i don't have a vr capable machine in my house yeah so but it's good to see that resident evil you know nailed it mm-hmm up next, best action game, Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. As an action game fan, I'm very upset about this list. Yeah. Because realistically, Returnal and Chivalry 2 are the only ones that I would put in action mm-hmm. as a genre. The others are FPSs. Yeah. 100%. And I get it. FPS is a weird genre. Anything can be an FPS, but Far Cry 6 is an FPS game. Yeah. 100%. I'm going to give this a uh, Returnal. I think Returnal does such a good job of being like a roguelike action game. And it is a shooter, but it's a third-person shooter, and, it, and it's able to 
kind of get that Metroidvania vibe in a third person open kind of environment. Mm-hmm. And like, it's got that it's again, it's, it's the, it's the dungeon crawling Hades style gameplay in a third person shooter environment. So it has that action game root to it. Right. And I think it nails it. Chivalry two is also good. A lot of people who have played that love it. And it is meant to be an online action game, but I'm going to be real. Returnal knocks this shit out the park. Yeah. That even, looking at these other games and not having played Returnal, I've been leaning towards it because Far Cry is just a shooter. Back for Blood is just, you know, a zombie shooter. Deathloop, shooter. Chivalry 2, not a shooter. But, yeah, I I think Returnal is the one that sticks out to me as well. And it it, it does it... Re- I, again, uh, I've played Returnal solid. I, I think you'd like it if you like Hades and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's that in third person. I'll I'll definitely have to check that one out then. Yeah. Very solid. All right, I know exactly what we're putting for this one. Best action adventure. We got Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet 6. Fuck, that's an and. I'm, I'm going to kill myself tonight. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Resident Evil Village. Yeah, I know. I have feel about the bleach shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Metroid Dread, right? Like it's It's either Metroid Dread or Guardians for me, but... I, I'm probably gonna go Metro. Honestly, Psychonauts though I could see winning too. Yeah, I, that I, entire like pretty much everything except Village, I could see winning this because like action adventure, I wouldn't put Village in that. Yeah, it's it's got some action, but it doesn't have okay, that much adventure. To, to be fair, the second the game goes, hey, you're Chris now, is where the action part comes in. Because yeah, holy shit, that I, dude, that segment. They give you a gun with like a billion bullets. It's automatic and it's silenced and it's just God's gun gift to people. And you just, you can stand in a corner in like as soon as you enter the village gates and just mow down the wolfmen until there's a literal like pile of bodies in front of you. That shit is insane. So I'm going to go with Metroid Dread though because of this style of game being back in the forefront of people's minds again. And that is what you considered back in the day as the action-adventure game, right? And in adventure, to me, conjures images of, like, discovering things. And that's kind of what Metroid is all about, discovering ways to power yourself up, you know, new little segments of the map you've never seen before, and there's a lot of it. So I'm there's definitely going Metroid. Ton of it, yeah. Guardians, I think, is my close second for it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Best role-playing game. Oh, God. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Sure. Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, it's pretty pretty on there. Scarlet Nexus, probably not. No, fuck that. Yeah. I like it, but no. That should have been in action. <laughs> yeah, no, that one should have been in action. Sh- SMT5 that came out literally three days ago. And Tales of Arise. Yeah. So, Tales of Arise... Obviously, I you remember when I gushed about this shit on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. There, that's your answer. This shit was so good. Like, look, I I am the least critical of cyberpunk, but even I can say that it is more of an action adventure than it is an RPG. A hundred percent. And uh, Scarlet Nexus is just straight action. I don't know why the fuck that's on here. I don't know. I um, think they just saw that it was anime and they were like, it must be an RPG. Yeah, it's one of them. Throw it on the list. <laughs> Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 it just came out I have not played enough to give an opinion but it's I mean it's another Megaton game so the 
my my answer right now, Cyberpunk, I'm avoiding. I love that game to death, but it is very much not an RPG. My answer right now is between Monster Hunter and um, Shin Megami Tensei, just because I know what Shin Megami Tensei is at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. And so far, what I've played of it, it's Shin Megami Tensei, mm-hmm. but like with a Nintendo budget. Yeah. Uh, but man, Tales of Arise... You, it takes a special kind of something to make me not hate random encounters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't fucking hate that shit. And the gameplay mechanics of this game are pretty much, again, what if Tails, what if this Tails game that we kind of grinded out kind of as a shit whatever game, what if we gave that a really big budget? Yeah. And hey, Final Fantasy VII Remake was big, right? Yeah, it's like that. And it shows. It's really good. It is really good. So the characters are great. Like it it is a it is a it feels like both a traditional and modern JRPG at all times. Mm-hmm. With how like every time you get new characters and your party grows, the skills you unlock, but then it's more action oriented and so it's able to kind of get that newer feel to it. The the cutscenes are great. Like, one of the first cutscenes has your character flipping around doing insane shit, and I'm like, okay, sick, here we go. And, like, I love the story. The characters are great. They deal with racism pretty well. Yeah. For a JRPG. Um, and so I'm, I'm all for it. I think Tales of Rise gets this one for me. I think what I'm going to choose is Monster Hunter Rise, because in all the RPGs that I've ever fawned over and loved, I've, you know... I've been so into them that I want to do research, figure out how to build the best items that I can get, build up my party and everything, and Monster Hunter does that to a T for me. Mm. So I think I'm going with that one. Fair enough. All right, I want you to read all these. All right, next up we got Best Fighting Game. Oh boy, here we fucking go. We got Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba, The Hinokami Chronicles, Guilty Gear Strive, shout out Soul Bad Guy, uh, Melty Blood Type Lumina. What the fuck is that? <laughs> um, the best anime fighter on this list. Nickelodeon <laughs> All-Stars Brawl and Virtual Fighter 5. I should have waited. A game that came out 20-ish years ago. No, no, no. It's Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Virtual Fighter 5. We added two costumes. Yep. Please put us on the nominee list. Uh, so... I fucking don't know. Uh, it's definitely not Virtua Fighter, and I don't know what the fuck Melty Blood is. Apparently, it's a pretty fun fighting game. I'll have to check it out, but so far for me, that's out of the running. Um, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl came out, and Smash streamers immediately jumped on that shit and were like, damn, this is actually pretty competent. So that, I think, does deserve to be here as a Smash clone above any other thing that's come out like that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I know it technically is, but I don't consider Demon Slayer a fighting game. Yeah, when uh, when it's I an, see it's an arena fighter, so I get it, but it's more of an action game to me. I I agree. Um, I I know it's a good game, but when they say best fighting game of the year, I'm obviously thinking 
something 2D with a competitive scene. And and let's be real, your brain, you, the second you saw this list, your brain immediately went Guilty Gear. A hundred percent. Yep. A hundred and ten percent. I didn't even read anything before I was like, all right, where is Guilty Gear? Yeah. No, like, the second I saw Guilty Gear Strive on here, I was like, oh, no, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah, that's the Strive, move. when it came out, obviously, so it had some technical problems with its online, but as a fighting game, which every fighting game has technical problems online, fuck, it's good. Yeah. I... God dang it! The animation with the fighting—these are the same people who did fucking Fighter Z. Mm-hmm. And then this and they is, took all that they knowledge, took all that shit, and they got a budget and made Strive. Mm-hmm. And damn it, they made it. And I love it. I love Guilty Gear Strive. Again, I'm not the biggest fighting game fan, so if you want it like real fighting game knowledge, check out Maximilian Dude talk about these games because mm-hmm. he does it phenomenally. And then Wooly Versus does a lot of these. Um, but yeah, the I'd say fucking Guilty Gear Melty Blood. I've heard good things about. I don't know about it. Yeah. So like I would of all the, I've played every one of these except Melty Blood and I'm going to give it to Guilty Gear. Yeah, I I knew as soon as I saw it Guilty Gear was the move. They really strive for excellence. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> all right. Up next, best family game. It takes 2 and Nintendo is the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, this is basically just Nintendo games. Wasn't it wasn't last year literally just Nintendo games? Yes. Yeah, so shout out to It Takes Two for getting in there. But we got It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. Dude, I would like to highlight the fact that both of these Mario games came are, out years ago. <laughs> Mario Party Superstar is like a kind of like best of the It's N64. like an HD remake of it's, it's the two be- and three, I it's think. It's the best of the N64. Super Mario 3D World is quite literally a Wii U game. WarioWare yes. Get It Together is pretty fun. Yeah. I really like new Pokemon Snap. And again, I haven't played Next Vegas 2. But I'm going to be real. Out of all of these, I can see Mario Party getting it because it's Mario Party. Yeah. But... Personally, I, I really don't want to give it to 3D World, but 3D World's fucking great. And the Bowser's Fury content was really fun. See, my thing right now is that I'm between New Pokemon Snap and WarioWare. And when I compare WarioWare and Mario Party, I vastly prefer WarioWare. Yeah. So I think I'm actually going to give it to that. I, I legit thought you were going to go after all that you said. I think I'm going to give it to New Pokemon Snap. <laughs> No, Snap is Snap is great. I had a great time with it, but after a while, it really drags. Okay. So, Wario, where's the move for me? I'm going to go 3D World, because, yeah, the Bowser's Fury content was, like, pretty much the, the uh, Odyssey 2 we were not getting for a while. Yeah, and uh, that former Bowser alone deserves an award. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, next, best simulation and strategy game. We got Age of Empires 4, uh, which just came out. Evil Genius 2 World Domination. Didn't know that was a thing. That looks like a Megamind poster. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Humankind, Inscription, Microsoft Flight Simulator. If we're going by simulation, that wins hands down. 100%. Holy I think we fuck. voted for that last year, too. Did we? Fuck. But, hey, they're adding so much shit to it and making it more realistic, adding more cities, making topographical maps and shit. Well, like, the fact they're using that, like, AI shit and, like, Google Maps type shit that Microsoft has that you can fly anywhere on the Earth. It's very good, by the way, as a sim. Like, the tutorials, they really teach you, like, how to, like, if you want to do it as a simulation Mm -hmm. and you want to, like, actually do, like, a a fucking four-hour flight 
you can. Yeah. And it lets you, like, you have to actually press the right knobs and do all the stuff. It's like, holy shit. I think I said this last year, but Microsoft Flight Simulator is such a good simulation that it's advancing real world technology. Yeah. And that's why it'll get my vote every year that it comes up. Big shout out, though, to Age of Empires 4. I've heard great things about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Every other one, I have not heard a single thing about. Yeah, 100%. So, best sports racing. No question on who's winning this one. Forza. Uh, Yep. But uh, we got F1 2021, FIFA 2022. Fuck you, EA. Uh, Riders Republic and Hot Wheels Unleashed. Apparently, Hot Wheels Unleashed is solid. It is good. Yeah, like, but fucking Forza is right there. Forza is just real fucking life. Yeah, well, dude, like, fucking, this is why I'm so excited for Fable. That studio, Playground, was able to make it, like, I remember when they showed off Forza. We watched it. We were like, we were both blown away, and I hate racing games. Like, we were both watching there going like, oh, cool, you took pictures of the desert. And then it zooms out, and it's fucking the game. And we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then... Dude, like when you think racing, Forza has stayed on that fucking crown for years. 100%. Um, Need for Speed could never. Like Need for Speed Heat was great. Don't get me wrong. I liked it. Um, I have not heard any good thing about F1 in a while. I, I've I've met one person that played those games, and I think he returned it the next day at GameStop. Riders Republic apparently is really fun. But again, it's, it is what it is. Forza is like the magnum opus of racers yeah. this year. So And... This kind of shows Xbox is kind of killing it. Yeah. Like, Psychonauts, granted, it's a cross-platform game, but they own it. Forza is getting a shit ton of nominations. Halo just launched. Can't wait to see the nominations for that next year. Yeah. Wonder where that goes. All right. Best multiplayer. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Uh, Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. Oh, man. Uh, New World has been blowing up. Yeah. I've... People really fucking love that game. Um, I remember when Valheim came out. It was the game to play on Twitch. Like, it, it, it overshadowed Among Us for, like, a good month. Yeah. And then Among Us came back, but, hey, it was there. Obviously, It Takes Two is a really good co-op game. Uh, Knockout City, I'm surprised that's even on here. Knockout City, I think they paid to have that on here because I remember... They showed the trailer for it, and everybody was way more excited for the characters they created for the trailer than the actual game. Uh, so fuck that game. Right now, for me, it's it's a three-way split. Um, it takes two, Back for Blood, and Monster Hunter Rise. It takes two, just on reputation. Back for Blood and Monster Hunter Rise are just from personal experience and the amount of fun I had with them. Um, I think I'm leaning towards Back for Blood, though. From what I've heard, Back for Blood kind of nerfed a lot of, of its shit recently. So I'm I'm I don't know if I want to give it to them. The betas are fun, and what I've played so far is really fun. But yeah, I think I, I honestly I, I kind of want to give it to New World just on like being a new MMO alone and doing what it's doing. Mm-hmm. But it's also got Amazon behind its back, so there's that. That's true. Uh, I think that is the one that Garrett is playing right now. I saw him play that. Um... Yeah, two days ago. Because he talked about it when we were at the restaurant. Okay, then yes, it must have been that game. Um, It looks cool, but the grind in it looks fucking terrible. (laughs) Well, who did MMOs? True. Uh, So I'm going back for blood here. I'll go with that, back for blood. Next up, we got content creator of the year. 
dream creator of the mask and not the good one with Jim Carrey. <laughs> have you, after this, have you seen the sus remix of that? No. Oh my gosh. I'm going to show you that shit. That shit has, dude, it fucking has me dying. Uh, you got Dream, Foosley, and three other people I have never heard of. Yeah. Uh, I'm voting Foosley because I actually watch her content. I'm going that too because I'm sure as fuck not voting for Dream. <laughs> I'm not voting for Dream based on the fucking stands alone. That is a big aspect of it. And I'm very upset that that's probably going to, he's going to win because of it. Yeah, that that's pretty disappointing. Um, I will say if this is how he unveils his face to the world, hey, cool. But at the same time, fuck off. Yeah, that that's whack. Best debut indie? By the way, also, uh, go check out Foosley. She's a great content creator. She makes some fun content. She just got out of it. She just got divorced. So send her all the love and support. By the way, she's a great person. I love watching her content. Uh, best debut indie, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. So Sable I- looks fucking lit. Sable does look incredible. Um, I have not played it yet, but the where was trailer that had, for art direction? That that's true. That's a that's a valid point. I feel like that could have been a, a one more on that category. Yeah, but um, I haven't played it yet. It looks amazing. And I'm very excited to play it. Valheim obviously deserves its spot on this list. I think yeah, based on just like yeah, like it took Among Us's throne for a hot minute. Um, yeah, because when it, it debuted, it was just like, boom, everybody's talking about Valheim. True. Um, Kenna, I think, is good, but I'm going to be real. It kind of came out of nowhere because it got, and remember, it got delayed. Yeah. And then I forgot that it came out at yeah, some point. That, that happens a lot with indies. If they get delayed once, I'm going to forget, and I hate that. Because, like, here's my thing. Out of all of these... Sable and Valheim are the two that I, I know about. Sable because I kept up with it, mm-hmm. and Valheim because I couldn't fucking escape it. Yeah. So I'm going Valheim out of annoyance of always seeing that shit of every Twitch streamer, every content creator for a fucking month was playing Valheim, and I didn't have a PC to play it. I, I 100% agree with that because I couldn't escape it because I don't even watch Twitch. I just watch Let's Players, and everybody was doing Valheim. So. Ooh, this next one's going to be fun. Most anticipated game presented by Prime Gaming. We got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and fucking Starfield. Fuck. You know what I'm going to say, right? (laughs) Horizon? Yes. (laughs) You know what I'm going to say, right? God of War. No, Starfield. Oh, shocker. I, dude, okay... We've talked about this a little bit, probably on the podcast. I know I've talked to you and Matt about this. I am a very big Bethesda fan. I've talked to Joy about this a lot. Even their shittier games, mm-hmm. I find a lot of enjoyment in because of that exploration and that like open world style they do. Um, I lost countless fucking hours, not in Skyrim, but Oblivion. I probably have more starts on Oblivion than I do Skyrim. Yeah. Granted, while it's not them, kind of, Fallout New Vegas is still one of my favorite games of all time. Even three, I put 600 hours into on the 360 mm. while I was in high school. So their reputation precedes them. But Bethesda games to me are just insane. And the fact that I haven't had one since Fallout 4, this is why I'm very anticipated for Starfield. And that's, again, I want to point out, this is the anticipated. It doesn't mean that we think these are going to be great when they come out. Yeah. We're just very excited for these. And I fully understand being excited for Horizon. 
Uh, the first one's a great game. The first God of War is fucking phenomenal. It was one of my favorite games. It was my game of the year that year. Mm-hmm. But there's something about a good Bethesda game that I can get lost in for fucking months. See, that's what's giving me pause on voting for Starfield is how hype I was for Fallout 4 mm-hmm. and being kind of let down. Pretty let down by it. So. I I totally get that because me, me and Joey have had these conversations where he does not trust what Starfield could be. I totally understand um for me because like they so they just re-released skyrim again right Mm -hmm. but with a shit ton of creation club content added in the base game so you start the game and there's extra quests extra shit it's literally breathing new life into skyrim i have refrained from playing it because i know if i do i'm gone yeah fuck all these other games fuck all the anime i'm watching fuck the manga i will be lost again and that is what i'm so hyped for with starfield like i am super hyped for god of War ragnarok i'm fucking excited for horizon elden ring i'm gonna buy day one but and then fucking breath of the wild sequel yeah that one goes without saying and you all know that i'm not choosing breath of the wild on principle alone because of because of what it did did to my relationship with horizon (laughs) I, I, it's Starfield for me. I'm just going to put it out there. I completely understand that yeah, choice. And uh, honestly, like, and I completely get your choice for Horizon. Cause yeah, Horizon is, it, Horizon Zero Dawn is such a very, it, it nails everything of being a new IP from a studio who did not fucking do that genre before. Yeah. 100%. Like this is the, these are the kill zone devs. And then they made a very good open world action game. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it's a fucking great one. Ashley Birch does a phenomenal job as Aloy. 100%. Very excited to see her again. I am a huge Ashley Birch fan, by the way. I've been watching her and her brother do some dumb shit online since I was like seven years old. So that's another factor. It's it's good. I, I fuck. I think it's, yeah. It, that's the probably the hardest choice, realistically, because like I'm all of those I'm anticipating. Yeah. But I think for me personally, just based on my gaming preferences, it's Starfield. All right, next up, we got best esports game. All right, uh, fuck Call of Duty and Activision. Hundred percent. Apparently, by the way, little 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 nod here. Apparently, Bobby Kodak was threatened to put a hit on somebody. Wow. So fuck Call of Duty and Activision. I'm not voting for them, even if it was the winner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fuck that choice. Uh, Counter Strike again. You've gotten enough awards. <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> this you. one out. Uh, Dota two. The future is now, old man. <laughs> I'm going to be real. It's for me. It's Valorant. I I agree. I League of Legends. I've never played. I don't have any fucking reason to play. Every time I try to watch it, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Dota 2. Again, it's very popular, very big. Valorant came out of fucking nowhere. And again, it's also Riot Games, who yeah. also has dealt with the sexual misconduct problems. But theirs hasn't been nearly as bad as fucking Activision's. Yeah. But uh, Valorant, I would say, because I all of the streamers that I watched all played it for a good while. Yeah, it, it really exploded onto the scene. So I, that's what's most prevalent on my mind for this also, year. Also, it's, uh, it's just anime CSGO. Mm-hmm. So uh, fuck CSGO. Yeah. <laughs> You've won enough awards. <laughs> Not also, to be a femboy or anything, but I am voting for Valorant. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, in a lot of esports, the problem is esports, it's hard to get into. That's true. Because, like, yes, Call of Duty got in out of pushing itself in there. Um, I'd love to see Splatoon up in there, you know, one one of these years. Maybe Smash. 
but who knows? Uh, best esports athlete. I don't know who the fuck these people are, but I'm gonna go with Tyson because I've seen clips of him and his girlfriend on Twitch, and they're adorable as shit. Uh, I am going to refrain from voting for this category because I don't know any of these people. You're not gonna vote for Simp. The words esport athlete to me in my brain. Translate to sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting this one out, boys. Uh, I'm going to the tens because I've actually seen his uh, clips of him and his girlfriend. They're actually very adorable. If you want to feel more lonely than you probably already are, go watch them. Damn. Uh, esports team. I don't fucking know any of these. I just don't want to vote for FaZe. Yeah, fuck FaZe. Uh, you know what? Let's let's vote for this one just to stick it to FaZe. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for the Sentinels because they play for Valorant. True. Yeah, so and Sentinels. I and I think that's tens on the screen, so I it you know checks out for me. They'll get my vote. Yeah. Best esports coach. There's fucking coaches for this shit. Okay. Uh eeny meeny not the phase one. Uh Eeny Meeny Mighty Mo, catch a type I Alright. I'm going with K Kami Kim. The bottom one. Uh, That's what I eeny, eeny meeny mighty. Let me see here. By the way, the next one is also an esports one, so. Uh, fuck these guys. I'm not voting for this. All right. Best esports event. Uh, I'm going to do the Valorant one because, again, I'm just, I keep doing Valorant shit. Yeah. Um, the, the league championships just sounds like the hotbed for all the toxicity in the world. The international I've never heard of. BGL, same thing. Well, I've, I I think I've heard of PGL. Uh, PUBG Mobile Global Championship. The fact that you got mobile in there sells it for me, dog. Valorant all the way. Yep. And that's the last one. Wow. This went a lot faster than last year's, and I think it's because we now know what the fuck we're doing. Because last year it took us three hours, <laughs> and we were both just like, we got to get through this shit. Well, last year it took us three hours, and then we were also like, really breaking down everything we also played a lot more games last year that's true we have not um, had a ton of time no but also this year i feel like they have streamlined it a bit more because i feel like there was not a lot of those like why is this a fucking class or like why is this a category yeah um but i think what they're gonna do with the stuff that we were like oh what the fuck is all this i think they'll probably do their texting thing um they did a lot with that last year and i thought that was pretty cool so all in all, what would you say of this year's kind of nominees and stuff? Obviously, Deathloop being the fucking guy. Yeah, um, it it makes me think, like, there was a lot more that came out this year that I didn't think actually came out this year. Yeah. There was a lot more quality than I actually remembered, um, and that's always a good little reminder to have when we do these. But, um, like, there, there was obviously some standouts, but a lot of those lists were kind of the same couple of games even down to the indie stuff uh so i'm just hoping next year we get more stuff that makes us think and we can actually compare a little more heavily and be like oh well these two games are very similar but this one had a system that was better than this one well yeah and that, that's always the fun one because like we we definitely got spoiled last year i think for a good game awards one uh but like I think just in general, obviously, we're going to have years that aren't as good as the other. Like, remember Bethesda knocked out of the park their first E3? Yeah, and, and then, then everything after everything that after was just kind of shit. just let down. Because, like, they didn't have another big... Like, everybody went to those Bethesda E3s going, all right, Elder Scrolls 6. And it was like, that's not going to be ready for a long time. Yeah. And then they finally had to, on one E3, go, we're, they're being worked on. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, they really had to Zendaya at the end of Dune on that. <laughs> yeah, they had to. Don't worry, um, it's coming. 
Don't worry. There will be a payoff. We promise. <laughs> um, so speaking of that, what was it, Ariel, your friend at the party? Yes, Ariel. She, I, Her reaction to me liking Dune was hilarious. She's like, no, you're lying. Are you really? You know. And she I'm listened like, to our Dune episode, and she had some very strong words. Let me find a good excerpt. Oh, great. Um, no, but for real, though, like Game Awards in general, like... I think people tend to take these reward shows too seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not the Oscars. This isn't all this shit where it's like, this is meant to sell shit, right? We have so many trailers and so much shit that happens here that it's not meant to be something like, aha, right? At the end of the day, it does not matter that Jeff Keighley's team said this is the winner. Yeah. Like, because like Sekiro won Game of the Year one year, and I remember going like, I mean, yeah, it's good, but I wouldn't have voted for it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like Sekiro is a game loved by a lot of people, and those people got to enjoy and be noticed by the world that, hey, our game's really fucking good. And I think that's 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 kind of what this is about. All the, By the way, every one of those, I know we clown on Deathloop, but they deserved a lot of those nominations. Yeah. And um, so did every single one on, the, on those boards, except Call of Duty. And and Scarlet Nexus being a fucking RPG, but yeah, they don't. Uh... There's a lot of those games deserve those nominations as like a spotlight because guaranteed, like like last year, I'm gonna go play some of those games now. Yeah, that's like, another great thing about it. It just introduces you to things that you had no idea about, and you're like, oh well, if they're this good, like that's one of the main reasons that I played Hades, and it's now one of my favorite games of all time. So there's definitely some value to it, this. It took it winning an award and me pestering the fuck out of you to be like, no fucker, play it. Yeah. Um, before we go, I want to read a couple of these excerpts from Ariel about our Dune podcast. Uh, the first thing that she sent me on November fifteenth was, "Okay, I'm pretty far into this podcast and I can't. No one has given an actual reason as to why they like the movie." <laughs> uh, next up, couple texts down. We have, "Okay, okay, I'm at your part. Yes, bitch, I fucking hated this movie." Uh, let's see here. God, I wish I was here for this bandwagon motherfuckers <laughs> uh she says you've given more reason to hate it than they've given more reasons to enjoy it uh luke talks a lot me and luke disagree on a lot um and then she went off about the hunger games because I, I brought it up yeah yeah well because in the, the, uh, to me that was the easiest way to say like yeah uh, you lose a lot when you go from you know reading mm-hmm to well now I gotta just gotta watch it because you can be very descriptive with uh, with a book right and like you can see the innermost working of someone's brain then in a movie you just gotta watch that shit so I'm hey I'm, I'm glad she uh, I do talk a lot <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening is what we're trying yeah. to say <laughs> thank you Ariel. you're welcome on the podcast if you want to jump on here she said I'll watch uh, Twilight at some point she said if we do the Dune book club one let her know and she'll join us so, uh, yeah so uh, hey I, I'll watch Twilight at some point they're all on Netflix so very true if she wants to come and do the, the side quest special the for, Twilight cast yeah fuck I'm gonna have to be roaring drunk for that one <laughs> God, fuck me. 
I find it funny though, because she got real upset when I said, "Yeah, the only Twilight content I have consumed is the gender bent version of it." <laughs> and she was like, uh, "No, what? That doesn't count." And I'm like, "That's all." And she's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Because I thought it'd be hilarious." She's very passionate about Twilight. Yeah. Well, I'm. I, I, hey, make a very good podcast. Passion breeds good content. So indeed, and we're all about breeding here. <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> not me. Apparently. <laughs> We're gonna end it here. Apparently, BJ's down with fucking most of his friends <laughs> except me. I'm the exception. And like, you know what? You would think that I'd be cool with that, right? But honestly, I'm offended. <laughs> I'm more offended than anything. Because what the fuck? And no, this happened after the party. She like Ariel, I guess, goes, Is Luke the one you wanted to fuck? And BJ, no hesitation. God no. <laughs> And honestly, I'm offended. I'm like, like, hold on. Like, it's never going to happen, but you didn't even think about it? Come on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. Our, our, our oh. friendship is, is in shambles. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, thank you guys for watching. <laughs> <laughs> I can cut that out if you want me to. No, keep that shit in. <laughs> no, but uh, thank you guys for for watching, listening. Uh, excuse me. This is fun. I love doing these game awards ones. We're gonna do a reaction to the game awards when they happen, uh, or an aftermath. We, we're not we're not good at filming things yet. Yeah. Despite us saying we're gonna do it every fucking episode. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, let us know, too, what you think. Um, you know, just what, what you're voting for, if you agree with our opinions or not. Um, you could be like Ariel and just message us and tell us what you think of our opinions. But, hey, whatever floats your boat. Uh, this has been our... It's thankfully not three fucking hours. I think we're getting really good at timing these. Yeah, definitely. So sick. We, we, we're just over an hour, so hell yeah. Nice. I don't have to fucking edit like crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. And uh, just stay safe out there. You know, don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. And as always, take it sleazy.